Welcome back, my inquisitive and open-minded friends. Gosh, have I got some news for you, as well as some background on the ruble situation, specifically strengthening against the dollar. Let's dive straight in with the news today that Ukrainian military from Azovstal offered to exchange prisoners for food. When they say prisoners, they mean civilians. Uh, during the negotiations, they offered us to exchange civilian hostages for food and medicine. The indicated terms of the deal are 15 hostages per tonne of food as well as medicines. In conclusion, there are more than 200 civilians in the basement, including women, children and pensioners. The head of Chechnya, Ramzan Kadyrov, said that more than 150 civilians as well as 170 wounded remain in the bunkers of the Azovstal metallurgical plant in Mariupol. Now, this is not a good look for Ukraine, is it? If uh, you claim that these civilians are trapped by the nasty Russians and yet you start to try and barter and trade with them as though they're your property, well, that does indeed indicate that they are prisoners or hostages, are they not? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that they concluded there's 200 civilians, well, that makes sense because if they say, well, uh, we want so many tons of food and we've got this many civilians, simple maths can tell you how much of this resource they've got to trade. Um, so, yeah, true colors are really coming out here from the Ukrainian military, specifically, uh, I think, the Azov guys who are not the nicest, are they? Now, in more not good looks for Ukraine, Spanish police confirm Sharia's arrest. I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Spanish National Police confirmed the detention of blogger Shariu on an international warrant. We have information that Shariu was detained in the city of Tarragona on an international warrant. On May 5th, the security service of Ukraine, the SBU, reported that blogger Anatoly Shari had been detained in Spain the day before. He is accused of high treason, according to the department. Uh, Shariu Shari uh, received political asylum in Europe in 2012 after two criminal cases were brought against him in Ukraine. According to the blogger, they were completely fabricated. In exile, Shariu maintains a blog on YouTube in which he criticizes the actions of the current Ukrainian authorities. That is extremely concerning for this fellow. Um... Uh, I don't expect this to be reported in the West. I also don't expect him to be treated particularly nicely by the SBU, particularly on a charge of high treason. And in light of the OSCE report that we've covered and the UN uh, report, which incidentally, I've had a message today asking if I was aware of them redacting this report, downplaying the uh, atrocities committed by the SBU. I can't I can't comment any further. I All I was aware is what I covered in the addendum. I'll put a link over there if, if you want to go back and see that. So, moving on to this story about the ruble, uh, specifically paired with the dollar. Obviously, uh, I've been called out quite rightly by saying that the dollar plummets following Putin signing this decree. Well, of course, I meant versus the ruble. Uh, let's get into some of the story because uh, I, I was aware already, but uh, this expert also explains why the strengthening of the ruble is in fact a bad thing. The ruble strengthened at an accelerated pace to the values of the beginning of March 2020, and oddly enough, precisely against the backdrop of a lack of geopolitical progress, said Mikhail Zeltzer, 
an expert at BCS Express. According to him, this was influenced by Russian counter-sanctions. Vladimir Putin signed a decree according to which unfriendly countries fall under the restrictions on raw materials. And this is a factor in the loss of competitive advantages by the sanctioning countries against the backdrop of a significant rise in the cost of resources. When imports are limited from the outside and the central bank introduces capital controls while maintaining the mandatory sale of exporters' extensive foreign exchange earnings, it is difficult to talk about breaking the revaluation trend in the ruble. Uh, noted that export for exporters, such a strong ruble is no longer so interesting. Uh, this is Forbes, but it is Google translated, hence the strange English. But I think you catch his meaning. Uh, let's scroll on down. Seltzer also allows for further strengthen strengthening of the ruble by inertia. The January 2020 low against the dollar is below 61 rubles. Nevertheless, we consider the strengthening as a temporary aspect on the horizon of the month. A return above 70 per dollar is highly likely against the backdrop of a significant chance of another easing of the central bank of currency control. You'll also note that the central bank reduced the interest rate in Russia from 17 down to 14% recently. So we are seeing some measures being taken. Uh, expectations of possible statements by the central bank on easing previously imposed restrictions on foreign exchange transactions have grown on the market, which should stop the sharp strengthening of the national currency, which in the future will negatively affect both the income of uh, exporting companies and the Russian budget as a whole. The Russian currency is also supported by rising global oil and gas prices and increased demand from global investors. This is a key thing to note. I also expect that if oil for rubles is announced, of course, that will strengthen the ruble even further by roundabout pegging, uh, not, not to gold, uh, well, pegging to gold, but backed by oil or a commodity. Uh, there are people who are, are far more um, educated on this topic than I who who say as much, and I recommend that you also research this a bit further because it really is quite fascinating, and it might also explain why Putin and particularly the central bank hasn't reached for that card or played that card quite as early as perhaps others expected. Uh, let's just take a quick look, ooh, a quick look at the ruble. Just a quick Google search, USD ruble uh, at 65.05, uh, slightly risen to 65.53 upon refreshing. So already that article is slightly out of date despite being published, I believe it was today. Uh, so it, yeah, uh, five hours ago, in fact. So there we go. The markets are changing, but already uh, below the aspects uh, quoted. See, I included that because I think that... Uh, that gives you some perspective and also some reasoning and rationale behind, obviously, when it was weak, that was a bad thing. We can all get and understand that, especially myself living in Russia. Um, you know, but then going the other way, you might think, oh, yeah, going down is good or strengthening against the dollar is good. But there's obviously going to reach a point when it's so good, it's bad. <laughs> to put it simply for you. Anyway, that's all that I've got for you for now. I will no doubt see you again very shortly because I'm sure there's some more news that's going to be coming out. Otherwise, see you in the next one. Bye-bye.